Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's episode, LGBTQ athletes from around the world represent at the 2022 Winter Olympic Games. Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill continues to make its way through the state legislature. The percentage of LGBTQ Americans has doubled in the past 10 years. The Oscar nominations are out, and there's good news for LGBTQ stories and actors. Plus, out singer-songwriter Ryan Nealon's new pop power anthem, What Makes a Man. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. The 2022 Winter Olympics are now in the history books, but I'd be remiss if I didn't note the accomplishments of the LGBTQ athletes who took part in the Games in Beijing. Among those who took home medals, out bisexual speed skater Irene Wust of Team Netherlands won gold in the 1,500-meter speed skating race, making her the first known out LGBTQ competitor at the Beijing Olympics to win a medal. She also scored a bronze medal in the team pursuit. Wurst, 35 years old, became the first athlete in history to win individual gold medals in five straight Olympics and is the most decorated Winter Olympian in history. She now says she plans on retiring, getting married to her girlfriend, and raising a family. Team Canada took home the gold medal in women's ice hockey with seven out team members, making it the most LGBTQ-inclusive Winter Olympic team of all time. Team USA took the silver in women's ice hockey with one out athlete, Alex Carpenter. And Ronan Sovalainen and Team Finland took home the bronze medal in women's ice hockey. Four-time world champion and five-time European champion ice dancer Guillaume Cizeron skated to the gold medal in the ice dancing competition with his longtime partner, Gabriela Papadakis. The pair had been expected to win gold in the 2018 Winter Olympics, but a wardrobe malfunction for Papadakis caused a loss of concentration as the pair struggled to avoid a more revealing exposure. Sandra Noslund of Sweden took home the gold in the women's ski cross event. Ski cross is a four-person race on a downhill course that also incorporates man-made jumps and turns. The Canadian women have dominated the event since it was first introduced in the Winter Olympics in 2010, winning every gold medal in the event, until Noslund captured gold in Beijing. While this is her first Olympic win, she's taken home two World Championship gold medals in the sport in 2017 and 2021. Bruce Mowat became the first out gay British athlete to win a Winter Olympics medal when he took home silver in the men's curling event. And my favorite story from this Olympic Games. Out American speed skater Brittany Bowe took home the bronze in the women's 1,000-meter event, marking her illustrious career's first individual Olympic medal. Bowe, who represented Team USA as one of the country's flag bearers at the opening ceremony, 
recorded a time just a second and a half slower than Japanese gold medalist Miho Takagi. But well before the games, Bo made a sacrifice to help improve Team USA's gold medal chances. Aaron Jackson, the winner of four of the past eight World Cups in the 500-meter race, uncharacteristically slipped during her qualifying event at the U.S. Olympic speed skating trials in January, losing precious fractions of a second off of her time and falling to third overall. Only the first two finishers were guaranteed spots in Beijing, so Bo, who finished first in the event despite specializing in longer races, offered to give up her slot to Jackson. Though she wound up qualifying after all, there was no guarantee she'd make the field for the 500-meter race once she relinquished her place to Jackson. And then, Jackson won the gold medal in the 500-meter race. That story and Bo's sacrifice of giving up her slot to Aaron Jackson shows amazing sportsmanship to me. So to sum up, according to Outsports.com, 14 different out athletes won a total of nine medals, four gold, two silver, and three bronze. At the end of the day, 39% of the out athletes taking part in the games won medals, which, if Team LGBTQ were a country, they would have finished 12th in the medal count, ahead of Japan and Italy. The infamous Don't Say Gay bill in Florida continues to be controversial as it works its way through the Republican-controlled state legislature. The bill specifically targets kindergarten through third grade classrooms and discussions that are, quote, not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards, end quote. The bill's sponsor, Representative Joe Harding, quietly removed an amendment from his bill that would have required schools to inform parents of their child's sexual orientation within six weeks of learning that information, even if the disclosure would result in abuse. Harding removed his amendment after much public outrage. Harding says that his bill is designed to keep school districts from talking about these topics before kids are ready to process them. LGBTQ advocates argue that censoring such discussions would create more harm than good. Sam Ames, Director of Advocacy and Government Affairs at the Trevor Project, said in a statement, quote, Signing the Don't Say Gay bill into law would press the mute button on open discussion in classrooms, the very place where it belongs. Even worse, by erasing sexual orientation and gender identity from classroom environments, it would erase LGBTQ students themselves, end quote. The bill passed in the Florida House by a vote of 69 to 47. The full Senate could vote on the bill this week, and it's expected to pass easily as Republicans hold a 24 to 15 majority in that chamber. Democrats attempted to insert an amendment to the Senate version that would have changed the language to a more generic human sexuality rather than its very specific target of LGBTQ issues. But the GOP majority on the Appropriations Committee rejected that language. It's worth noting that a 2021 report by the Trevor Project found that LGBTQ youth 
who reported learning about LGBTQ people or issues at school had significantly lower odds of attempting suicide in the past year. It also found that having at least one adult with whom to share your identity is the number one protective factor against suicide for LGBTQ youth. Instagram's New York City Gay Dad offered his thoughts on the legislation and the proliferation of similar bills across the country. Take a listen. When I think about the Don't Say Gay bill, I think about a few things. I think about if that bill existed here and if any of my children identified as LGBTQ, how they would not be able to walk into a classroom and be proud and safe in an environment they should feel proud and safe eight hours of the day outside of their home. I think about when their kindergarten teacher asked them to bring in a family photo in for their grand family tree wall, how they would not be able to bring a photo of their family because they would not be able to talk about their dad proudly and their family dynamics proudly. I think about all my LGBTQ teachers and allies who now have to walk into the classroom a little differently and not be able to address identity, not behavior, identity, and that they could be sued for it. I think about how this epidemic we're having in this country with suicide amongst the LGBTQ community will only rise further with bills like the ones in Florida and all across the country. It needs to stop. New data from Gallup polling shows the percentage of U.S. adults who self-identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or something other than heterosexual has increased to a new high of 7.1%, which is double the percentage from 2012 when Gallup first measured it. Gallup asks Americans whether they personally identify as straight or heterosexual, lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender as part of the demographic information it collects on all U.S. telephone surveys. The results are based on aggregated 2021 data and encompasses interviews with more than 12,000 U.S. adults. In addition to the 7.1% of U.S. adults who consider themselves to be LGBTQ, 86.3% say they are straight or heterosexual, and 6.6% do not offer an opinion. The increase in LGBTQ identification in recent years largely reflects the higher prevalence of such identities among younger U.S. adults compared with older generations. For instance, roughly 21% of Generation Z Americans who have reached adulthood, those born between 1997 and 2003, identifies LGBTQ. That's nearly double the proportion of millennials who do so. And the gap continues to widen even further when compared with older generations. Now, Gallup predicts that if the trend of millennials and Gen Zers increasingly identifying as LGBTQ continues, the proportion of LGBTQ Americans should exceed 10% in the near future. Breaking down the data just a little bit more, more than half of LGBTQ Americans... 57% indicate they are bisexual. That percentage translates to 4% of all U.S. adults. Meanwhile, 21% of LGBTQ Americans say they are gay, 14% say they're lesbian, 10% identify as transgender, and 4% say something else. 
What's also interesting about this new data is that it reveals the enormous gap in LGBTQ elected representation in the United States, where just 0.2% of elected positions are held by LGBTQ people. According to the LGBTQ Victory Institute, which helps to elect queer public officials, there are only 1,021 LGBTQ elected officials currently serving nationwide. Now, to achieve equitable representation, voters would need to elect 35,876 more LGBTQ people to public office. Breaking down the numbers in order to achieve that equal representation across America, America would need to elect, first, two more LGBTQ governors for a total of four out of 50, 19 more LGBTQ statewide executives for a total of 25 out of 346, five more LGBTQ U.S. senators for a total of seven out of 100, 22 more LGBTQ U.S. House members for a total of 31 out of 435, 338 more LGBTQ state lawmakers for a total of 524 out of 7,383, and 96 more LGBTQ mayors of cities with a population of over 30,000 people for a total of 115 out of 1,621. Currently, there are 625 known out LGBTQ local elected officials, excluding mayors, and 123 known out LGBTQ elected judicial officials in the U.S. You can view all 1,021 LGBTQ people currently serving in elected positions at outforamerica.org. The nominations for the 94th Annual Academy Awards were announced, and only a select handful of LGBTQ actors in movies made the cut. In fact, only two out actors received nominations for their work. Kristen Stewart leads the pack with a well-deserved nomination in the Best Actress category for the role of Princess Diana in the haunting historical drama Spencer. West Side Story actress Ariana DeBose scored a nomination in the Best Supporting Actress category after playing Anita in Steven Spielberg's reimagined version of the beloved movie musical. DeBose has already won a Golden Globe and a SAG Award for her performance, so she's pretty much the frontrunner in her category. Neon's animated documentary feature, Flea, which tells the true emotional story of the plight of a gay Afghan refugee, was nominated for a whopping three awards, including Best Animated Feature, Best Documentary Feature, and Best International Feature Film. Audible, a documentary executive produced by outmodel and actor Niall DeMarco that tells the story of Maryland School for the Deaf football player Emery McKinstry, was nominated in the Best Documentary Short category. And of course, there's Jane Campion's drama, The Power of the Dog, which leads this year's nominations in 12 different categories, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor. 
Though the Western is queer-themed, telling the story of a sexually repressed cowboy in Montana in the early 1900s, all of the stars nominated for their performances in the film, Benedict Cumberbatch, Cody Smith-McPhee, Jesse Flemons, and Kirsten Dunst, don't identify as members of the LGBTQ community in real life. Unfortunately, as in every year, there were some snubs, including such high-profile names as Lady Gaga being shut out for her performance in House of Gucci, as well as folks like Robin DeJesus, who was terrific in Tick, Tick, Boom, and Tessa Thompson in Passing. The Academy Awards are scheduled to broadcast on ABC Sunday, March 27th. You can find a full list of the nominees at the Oscars website. After the success of his previous releases garnering over 4 million streams, out singer-songwriter Ryan Nealon drops his latest single, the powerful and personally cathartic What Makes a Man. The well-crafted song begins its journey with a familiar pensive perspective for young people figuring out who they are. The lyric begins with the question, What makes a man? Someone to be just like their father? Grow up and love somebody's daughter? and make him proud? But then, Neelan and his collaborators James Bradshaw and Jeff Harris artfully build to full-on power-pop anthem, asserting a knowing confidence that can only be earned. Throughout the song, Neelan flexes his muscular vocals and range to impressive effect, moving with equal ease from introspective exploration to stadium rock. This is a real voice, folks. In an exclusive interview with The Randy Report, Neelan shared, What makes a man is a letter to my younger self. Coming out was a journey, to say the least, and I wasn't able to truly feel comfortable in my own skin until my early 20s. I spent so many years hating myself and tried to convince myself that I wasn't queer because of how it might affect other people. Making this song was so unbelievably cathartic, and if I'm being honest, I didn't think I was ever going to be brave enough to talk about this in my music. This topic in particular for me comes with a lot of PTSD, which stems from societal pressures to be straight, and how much I was bullied when I was a kid for being different. And deep down, I always knew there was an important song that could come from my past experience. I truly hope that younger queer people who are struggling with their identities can find validation in the song. End quote. Let's take a listen to Ryan Nealon's What Makes a Man. What makes a man? Someone to be just like their father. Somebody's daughter And make him proud I don't understand I tend to relate more to my mother Everyone said when I was younger That I'd come around But I listened to the things they said And I lost my way Kinda believed I should be someone else, not myself. Oh, when nothing has changed, maybe it's too late. Been holding back for. 
What Makes a Man by Ryan Nealon is now available on all major streaming and download platforms. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>